Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the jazz session. I'm Jason Crane. The jazz session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. The jazz session is also available for free at thejazzsession.com and in iTunes. This is ECM week on the jazz session. All this week, I'll be bringing you interviews with artists on the uh, fantastic ECM record label. Uh, this label, uh, right from the beginning, was a, a supporter of the show, and I uh, definitely need to thank all the folks at ECM, particularly uh, Tina Pelican, for helping make the jazz session a success right from early days. And on the third show that I ever did, um, my guest was John Abercrombie, and he's also going to be on the 103rd show on Friday. Today, we'll talk with uh, Simin Samawati about her new album with her band Siminology, and uh, we'll also have John Sermon on the show. The Sermon and Abercrombie interviews both recorded uh, a little bit earlier this season down in New York City before uh, the Sermon and Abercrombie band uh, played at Birdland. Every day this week, I will be giving away a copy of the new ECM uh, fall compilation CD which has tracks from uh, the Sermon record, also tracks from the uh, Abercrombie record on it, and along with, I think, seven other artists uh, who are on the ECM label and who had new albums that came out last year. And that uh, compilation record is called Anniversary Waltz. So if you would like to win yourself a copy of uh, Anniversary Waltz, then all you have to do is send an email to contest at thejazzsession.com, that's contest at thejazzsession.com, with ECM in the subject line. Got it? Contest at thejazzsession.com with ECM in the subject line, and uh, I will choose uh, one winner a day, uh, I guess at random, from all the emails that I receive. So, get those emails flying into the inbox, and uh, check out music right now from Simin Samawati and her band Siminology, from their new album Asne on the ECM label. Thank you. 
My guest is vocalist Simin Samavati. Her new album with her group Siminology on ECM Records is called Asne. And uh, Simin, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being here. Yes, hi. Thanks for inviting me. You sing uh, on, in Farsi on this uh, recording, and um, I know you, you grew up in Germany, but uh, your parents are Iranian. Did you speak Farsi in your home when you were a child? Yes, I've been growing up in both languages. And can you talk a little bit about uh, the kind of musicality of Farsi? It, it, it seems like a language kind of perfectly suited to what you're using it for in this band. Yeah, the first time when I heard um, Farsi poetry, Iranian poetry... That's maybe five years ago, something like that. That was the first time when I really listened to the sound of the poets, and um, it was a CD that I heard from Ahmad Shamlu, and I was really fascinated because I found out that it has a really beautiful sound, just the word itself. So I was trying to figure out a way how to make those words that have a sound anyway, just to make them sound a little bit more into the music. And so I started writing music for it. I really enjoyed it. In fact, it was a teacher that heard me sing one Iranian song, and then he said, "Well, why don't you write it? Uh, why don't you write more tunes in that uh, with this language?" So that's how I started doing that. I'm quite a big fan of poetry and have read work by all three of the poets uh, whose work you use on this record. But I've only read them in English. It really, has kind of opened my ears to hear them to hear their work sung. Uh, it seems like there's a, a real depth there that gets lost in translation in the way That's the right. words flow. That's right, definitely. Uh, will you talk about, uh, certainly uh, uh, many of the lyrics that are on here are your own compositions, but uh, if we could start just talking about the three uh, poets whose work you use, will you mention who they are and, and what attracts you to them as writers? Yes, um, I mean, uh, that's now our, our, our third CD that we've recorded, and each CD has one poet that I tried to focus on. So the first city was on Hafez, which I really like a lot. He has great poetry, he has great pictures that he uses, and um, I mean, it's the same with all of them, actually. Then the second person was Chayom. Chayom was actually the first guy that I learned his poetry, who's from the 12th century, and um, he, I, I love his way of writing, especially the Rubayot, which is the four liners that he writes. And so he puts in just four lines, he puts so many meaning that you can actually think hours over, like, what does he want to say or what can you say with this? So that's really what's fascinating me, that he can talk so much in just a few words. And then uh, the third one is Rumi. That's how we call the, uh, the CD as well, Azne, who's from the 11th century. And I love his poetry, too. I mean, he has um, great ideas. The, the poet the poem that I used for the CD is that the reed flute is cut away from where it usually belongs to, and now it's playing sad melodies and having this desire to go back to its origin. And, I mean, the desire of doing something or going back to something, everybody knows what that feels like, and especially for people who come from another heritage, who have been born in one country, but their parents are from another, and you're not really sure where you belong. I mean, you belong to both cultures, so you cannot separate from one from the other, and yet you want to combine it more deeply. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on talking a lot. I have a lot of thoughts in that direction. Does it feel sometimes like you belong to both cultures and to neither culture at the same time? Is it is when, it difficult? Uh, do people from, uh, for example, from your parents' Iranian community, um, since you were born in Germany, uh, are you, you know, a 
a German to them and you're an Iranian to the Germans. Is Are you kind of caught in between cultures sometimes too? Definitely, yeah, especially because of the way people react to you. And I remember when I was young, it was more difficult for me because that's really the situation how it was like. When I was in the Iranian community, they said, well, you're not Iranian because you're perfect, your Farsi is not perfect enough and uh, you've been born in Germany. And then when I went to the German community, it was the other way around. You don't look German, so you can't be German. <laughs> and um, now, I, as a child, you always see that you're nothing, but then you grow up and you learn, actually, that both has a great value. So I say I can take the best out of both cultures, and um, if you take two great things, it can only become better. So uh, I enjoy that I've been able to um, take the richness of both cultures. شادیم را با پسر مرگ شامتم را از من گرفت ترس نیرویم را رو بود غم بی زبانم ساخت زندگی میکنم پس هستم به نیروی عشق میمیرم پس بودم به نیروی به اینجا کشاندم حقیقت چشمانم را از هم گوشود امید جرعتم بخشید ایمان نیرویم داد زندگی میکنم پس هستم به نیروی عشق میمیرم پس بودم به نیروی عشق زندگی میکنم پس هستم به نیروی عشق And that seems to be the same philosophy musically that's happening in your band. Your band draws from many cultures, both in its musicians and just in the music that you play. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how the four of you approach uh, the music that you create as a band? Yes, most of the music is written by myself, and since I've been studying classical music and jazz music, um, I believe that there is an influence from, from both of it. And the lyrics, they are very strong, so they give it special direction, but yet the music itself, it doesn't have an Iranian touch at all since I've never been studying that music and only listening to it once in a while. And then, of course, the musicians, they have an, a very big power in the way that they shape the music, since they're all jazz musicians. So I, it's important for me to give them a lot of freedom. And uh, all of them have a great sense for the melody and for, uh, for the sound that's happening. And everybody really wants to have the music in the center. And uh, yeah, I can say everybody wants to serve the music. And that's, that makes this unique sound. And uh, I'm very happy that I have those sensitive musicians who really focus on everything that, that we do together. And we've been growing, uh, I don't know, 2002 we started this group, and since then we've toured a lot in different countries and we've done a lot of concerts. So that really made us um, grow together very strongly. And I believe that you can hear that on the CD too, that 
that's just uh yeah it's a family that's or a group that's um been playing a lot and really wants to listen to the other person when you refer to uh, your your bandmates as jazz musicians um in this case uh, since you all come from a, a European or or non-American jazz tradition, uh, do you do you mean the word jazz in that sentence to mean they're all improvising musicians, or or what what other what other characteristics does the word jazz bring into your band? Do you think? Yes, I would say uh, mainly it's the improvising part that makes it for me jazz music. That's a very important thing. Um, I mean, when you when you study in Germany, when you study jazz music, of course, there's a lot of influence from America. And uh, all of us have had lessons with with great American um, uh, teachers. Our piano player has been studying in New York for two years at the City College. And uh, all of us have been to New York and uh, have studied a lot, all the traditions of music from (laughs) swing, blues, and bebop, and whatever. Uh, It's not in our music. I don't think that you can really hear it very directly in our music. But on on the other side... Uh, somehow there is an influence, I believe, in everything that you've done in the past. I just don't know where it is, but people find it sometimes. So, um, yeah, I think we're all, maybe you can say we've all studied this music coming from America or Europe and with our backgrounds and where we come from before with the classical tradition maybe and um, some of us have done in pop music and rock music. They've done a lot of things. So all of those things, I believe, influence somehow the music. In my opinion, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, uh, jazz uh, or improv- you know, improvised music has now has evolved far enough and has been embraced by so many different cultures that I'm not even sure it's necessary anymore for, you know, for musicians to trace their music back to the blues. I mean, if you grew up in Germany of Iranian parents, the blues are not... That's not a foundational part of Persian music. Um, so it, it seems like there's, it's perfectly fine to create music that doesn't actually trace its roots back to American jazz. I wonder what you think about that. Yes, I, I totally think that you're right. Um, improvised music has been in other cultures too. I mean, Iranian music, traditional music, it's all about improvising. Uh, I'm just thinking about that point since we've all been studying that music. And when you study that, as I said, most of it that you study is influenced from American tradition. But since we are not grown up in America, or there is, of course, an, a big influence from all other kinds, uh, kind of styles that um, that have in, influenced ourselves and that influence our music. But I think that's the main. The main thing is improvising. The main thing is listening and uh, making the other person sound as good as possible. And as I said, the lyrics have a very, very strong um, element. They are a very strong element in the music. So everybody is trying to make um, to make that thing sound as good as possible. And I think that's a very fragile thing too. So, what do you mean by fragile? Fragile. I mean that the way that we play the music, the way that uh, the lyrics should uh, evolve or um, ha- are the center in this too. That makes it very fragile, so if you listen, you don't want to break that too much, but you want to support it, so everybody is in between of how much can I do, or how much is too much, or how much is not enough. So it's always the decisions that you make as an improviser. 
So when you're performing these songs, either in the studio or uh, in in live performance, it sounds like you've created kind of a, a set of of parameters or an overall sound in which each song is going to occur, and then you you improvise within that. Is that accurate? Yes, it's with each song. It might it can be a little different. There are some tunes that have a lot of improvising parts inside. For example, sometimes I write just a part. And then there's just blank, and I tell everybody, well, let's see, and go for whatever happens, and then I want you to come back to this idea. And then there are tunes where it's uh, in the tradition where I have special changes, and I want the people to improvise over the changes, for, um, special chords that I've written. And there are other tunes where we arrange a little bit more and we arrange a little less, so there's not one thing that we use on each song. mention the other three members of your band and talk about how you came together, the four of you? Yes, the piano player, his name is Benedigiano. He's the one who studied two years in New York. Um, him and I, we've started this group in 2002. We've started as a duo, sharing our songs and um, creating a little repertoire. So he writes two for the band. There, I think on each city there are at least two songs that he has written. And then uh, there's the bass player, Ralf Schwarz, who also um, joined us very early, and um, he has, he's the German guy in the band because the piano player, he's been born in France, and the drummer has been born in India, Neu-Delhi, so our real German is the bass player, <laughs> the fundament of the, of the group. And then uh, we have the drummer. As I said, he's been grown up in Neu-Delhi in India, but uh, his mother is German, his father is Indian, so, and he's grown up at the end in Germany. So we're all socialized Germans, and <laughs> we uh, know each other from Berlin. And Ketan joined the group in 2004, and I'm very happy, actually, that this group is happening in that way. And uh, as I said, we've been grown now for all those years very close together. 
can you talk about uh, the role of the of the drummer and of and of rhythm in this music? The the music really covers a lot of rhythmic ground. There are some tunes that have a very defined pulse, and there are some tunes that really that really don't, or at least one that's more difficult for me to hear. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you approach rhythm in your compositions? Yes, I tried that. I try to have the lyrics actually form the 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 rhythm. And since the lyrics are not always in uh, the emphasis for the lyrics are not always in four, always very strange meters can come up in the music. Um, Ketan, our drummer, he is somebody who does not only serve the rhythm, he also has a very great ears for the sound itself. So he tries to find different ways of using the drums, that it's not only the rhythm instrument, but also a sound-supporting instrument. I think maybe live it's much nicer to see because he has all those different things that he uses and uh, the way that he listens and then reacts. Since there we have also parts who are very free, so um, the music can sound on each concert. It can sound differently than on the CD, of course, since it's the moment thing that we have recorded. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can say. Sometimes the rhythm flows. Sometimes it's the sound that's more in the center and... I think he has a nice way to to choose what he does. So I, he's the guy who I say less that I say what he should do. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Is um, you, you mentioned that you have uh, toured all over the world, and I I've looked at your itinerary uh, and and seen that that's definitely the case. Can you talk about how your music has been received in some of the various places that you've gone? Yes, for us it has been a great thing to do concerts in the Middle East and the Caucasus. The Goethe Institute has invited us for that, to do that. And that has been a great experience for us to be in those all those different countries. So um, that is an influence that brings us together again. And on the other side, it was for me very fascinating to see how the people react since most of them are Arabic-speaking um, countries. It's great to see that the people are touched with what we're doing, and it seems that they, it's easy for them to get into the music, although the music is not what they're used to, but the sound of the words is very close to what they know. And, of course, they also know a lot of those poetries, and the poems, it's them themselves. They're pretty famous in those regions, too. So um, it's very interesting to see that they feel connected to what we're doing, although it's not what's really happening in that country. And that made me very happy. And for me, it's also a great thing that music can talk without the words. And when we were in Yerevan, for example, we had some women coming to us who said that they really found peace in what we're doing. And when, you be, when you're in a country where you know there is no peace, and then people come and find peace in, in the music, that's for me one of the most amazing things that can happen. Or when somebody says, I was sick and I didn't want to come, but I'm happy that I came because now I feel that I'm healed. I mean... <laughs> Uh, is that the power of music or what?
My uh, my understanding, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that in many parts of the Middle East, poetry is much more a part of everyday life than it is in some parts of the Western world. Is that is that the case? And if so, do you think that that influences the way people respond to your music, which is so grounded in poetry? Yeah, maybe. That, that sounds um, logical for me, definitely. Poetry is a big thing in all those countries, and... Uh, I mean, I have a. F- maybe it's also because you have a singer uh, in the front that tries to make the connection. Because it's very important for me to talk to the audience. So a lot of our my talking has been translated into the languages. Sometimes the audience understands English. So for me, it's very important to make the connections to tell them where we're coming from and what we're doing, and to get a sense of the poetry that's happening. And on the other side, uh, it's great for me to get in touch with the people after the concerts. So I think it's it's both. It's it's what you just said, the lyrics, it's the music, it's the people having a sense of if people are open or not, if you can, if they find access to the person and the music. Uh, I think it's really difficult to put that into words and to grab that, really. Am I right to say that you could not perform with your band uh, in Iran because of the prohibitions, social prohibitions there? That's right, yes. Unfortunately, uh, women cannot sing. That's a big issue in Iran. So I'm not allowed to sing there. I could go there and do something else instead of singing. <laughs> so that makes it very sad for me since my love is there, of course, for the country too, and I would love to take the group there. And, of course, my big hope and desire is that one day they will change and that they will allow women to sing in front of a mixed group. I could go to Iran and sing in front of women. But then I can't do that with having men in the group. So it's kind of sad that culture is not being really supported in Iran. Uh, how has the uh, the Iranian community in in Germany uh, responded to your your music? I have the feeling that they like what we're doing. They find something that they know, which is the lyrics, of course, and that they understand. On the other side, it's a little bit difficult for them to get a deep feeling to the music since in Iran music um, is not it's most people just know traditional music Iranian music or they know pop music but there's not much more happening there so the music that we play is really uh, advanced or no, advanced maybe the wrong word it's, it's very new for everybody for, who comes from Iran but people who have been grown up here in Germany and like me and have a background an Iranian background, they just love what we are doing and they find it great that there's music that's not traditional and it's not pop music, but it's been it includes the Iranian lyrics and so I have get good responses from the Iranian community. Uh, Simin, as you said earlier, this is your your third CD with this band, although the first for ECM Records. How did you come into contact with Manfred Eicher and and ECM? Well, I had the, I was lucky to meet him one day, and so we got to talk to each other. And uh, I told him about the group. I've been sending him the first CDs before, but he didn't get a chance to listen to them. So when I met him person in person. He uh, listened to the music, and um, then he came to Berlin and listened to the group. We played our new material that I've just written and that we just rehearsed on, and he liked it, and then we went to the studio. So it's nothing spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this music sounds like the perfect fit for ECM. Did you have a good experience working in the studio with Manfred? 
Yes, definitely. I was uh, for me it was uh, the perfect thing that could happen to my life. I I really think that all the ideas that Manfred has fit to my ideas perfectly and um personally it's really great. We have the I don't know if you can say that in English. We have the same uh length well, no, what would you say wavelength? Sure, we have yeah. that. Yep, that we do. So um, I really have to say that makes me really happy to find out that I found out that it really fits well, and I love the way that he um, reacts with us, not not too much and not um, not too less. So the ideas that he has and the shape that that he, I mean, there's his handwriting on the music, but that's just how much how I love it. So I really think that it fits well. He didn't change a lot. With, I was expecting him to change a lot more, but it was very, very small things that made very much sense to me. What is coming up uh, in the future for you and the band? Well, right now I'm working on new material. I've written myself a lot of um, lyrics these these years or the the last year. So um, right now I'm writing a lot of music to those poems. And if everything works out the way that I would love it to work out, we will uh, rehearse that material in in November. And if it, everything works out well, we might be in the studio already in January. So that's our next steps. My guest is Simin Zamavati. She and her band Siminology have a new recording on ECM Records called Asne. Uh, it's a really beautiful album. And uh, Simin, I, I really appreciate having the chance to talk to you about it. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me and for your time. Dalili, be your
دلیلی That's Simin Samawati and her band Siminology from their album Asne. You've been listening to The Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. This show is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is also available for free at TheJazzSession.com and in iTunes. The Jazz Session has an email mailing list, which is a great way to win free music. You can sign up at thejazzsession.com. And if you're on Facebook, there's a group for The Jazz Session, and I give away music there, too. The theme music for this show is by the Respect Sextet, online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed The Jazz Session's logo. The program is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Works, 3.0 United States License. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.